brain research shows that thinking negative thoughts, especially fearful or angry thoughts, restricts blood flow to critical portions of your brain. Whereas thinking positive thoughts, especially thoughts of appreciation, love, all those good feels, increases blood flow to the same critical areas. So the math is obvious. Restricted blood flow, restricted thinking. Generous blood flow, enhanced thinking. Lots of low-level complaining, shutting down your own brain. Good idea? I think not. This week on The Hitch Podcast, stop complaining. Those small complaints are shutting down your brain. But don't worry, Dr. Noelle Nelson will tell you how to fix that in just 21 days. Stay tuned. Would you like $500? Who wouldn't? We are giving away $500 gift card to online jeweler Brilliance. Entry is as simple as following or liking us on one of the social networks. All the details are on our homepage, hitchedmag.com, and this giveaway will run through June 2013. If you join the Hitched Wine Club this month, you're automatically entered to win. Plus, you get a free $50 bottle of Napa wine automatically with your new membership. So don't wait. Visit hitchedmag.com. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined with the regular Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, for those tuning in for the first time, um, you uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of many, many uh, best-selling books. Um, and today, she says that uh, a complaint-free marriage equals happiness, um, which I I was under the impression that you're you're you know a little complaining was okay. So so are we just supposed to stick a happy face on anything that bothers us, and our marriages will be heavenly, Noel? Well, no, not exactly. Although that is sort of the hallmark, you know, mode of life. Um, no. It's it's not the kind of complaining I had in mind. In other words, I'm not talking about not bringing up legitimate issues or concerns in the okay. relationship. The, the kind of talk, complaining I'm talking about, Steve, is that sort of low-grade, nonstop, yakety, yakety, yakety that a lot of us indulge in with, without, frankly, even realizing it. So, example, right? Okay. You come home from work, okay? So, your conversation is all about how bad the traffic was, how lousy your boss was, how your coworker stole your idea again, how nobody listened to you in the meeting and it goes on and on. Mm. Or you spent the day at home, right? You're the, you're the, you're the, the home part of the equation and your spouse comes back from work or their home office or whatever. And and you practically can't wait to tell him or her about all the day's disasters. The puppy dug a new hole in the planter box. You didn't have time to get to the cleaners. Getting the kids to do their homework was like pulling teeth. Uh, your mother is giving you a hard time about absolutely everything, and that list goes on and on and on. So we're we're not talking about the big, you know, marital tears uh, in the relationship. We're talking about the mundane day to day stuff that really isn't going to affect much, other than your spouse's mood. 
Right. And it's and we mostly don't even realize we're doing it. Mm-hmm. We just sort of just do it. But so, it's, it's, we're on unconscious, if you will. Yeah. So, I mean, so like this is a normal thing. So, I mean, just venting around the one person it's uh, safest to vent around. You're saying don't do it. Well, let's think about it. We do it because we know that person isn't going to run out on us just because we're sort of bitching about the day. But even if it's normal, it's not really good for your marriage. I mean, think back, Steve. Think back to when you were courting, okay? How much time did you or any of us, me, spend on complaining? I was I was Probably too smooth to be com- I was too smooth to be complaining. No, <laughs> <laughs> way too smooth. Way yeah, way way. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Both of you probably felt a lot better and certainly a lot closer to each other. See, the thing is, you can only focus on one thing at a time. Science shows us that you may think that you can think of lots of things at the same time. But physiologically speaking, in your brain, that is not accurate. You're actually thinking one thing at a time in quick succession. Mm -hmm. So if you're complaining... You are not noticing the good stuff around you in the moment. You're busily rehashing the past, even if it's just the past of a couple of minutes ago or hours ago or whatever. You're not present with your spouse where you belong. Okay. And so, um, I mean, I get it. So complaining takes you away from being present with your spouse. And I've actually, it's funny because I've actually seen um, several different uh, things about multitasking and how we think we're great at it, (laughs) but we're really pretty terrible at it because it takes us away and usually takes us longer to do things when we try to multitask. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're the complainer, should you just put a lid on your complaining then? Well, yes and no. I mean, it does feel good to vent. We all like to grouse about the day. <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. Why do you think you have to inflict that on your spouse? Quite frankly, you could mutter to the dog. You can voice your aggravation out loud in the car on your way home. You can blog endlessly, or you can journal your unhappy thoughts. But in the long run, getting yourself off the complaint track is actually better for your overall health and well-being, in addition to better for your marriage. Because constant complaining, even at that sort of low-level grousing, it just ups your personal stress level because you're reinforcing the bad stuff. And as we all know, increased stress is bad for your heart, and quite frankly, it's really bad for your brain. Mm, Yeah, because there's all those uh, chemicals associated with stress. So you say bad for the brain, how so? Well, as you pointed out, Steve, first of all, there's all those chemicals associated with stress. But in addition to that, brain research shows that thinking negative thoughts, especially fearful or angry thoughts, restricts blood flow to critical portions of your brain, like the frontal lobes, where you do your thinking, your decision-making, stuff like that. Whereas thinking positive thoughts, especially thoughts of appreciation, love, all those good feels, Mm-hmm. increases blood flow to the same critical areas. Now, your brain requires good blood flow to function. So the math is obvious. Restricted blood flow, restricted thinking. Generous blood flow, enhanced thinking. Lots of low-level complaining, shutting down your own brain. Good idea? I think not. 
so, so are there, uh, I, I mean, start writing haikus here. <laughs> I know that was fantastic. Maybe we should get some submissions from our listeners. Uh, maybe, maybe that'll be like part of that, like the Zen meditation aspect of this, right? Um, that'd be fun. <laughs> so are there any techniques, uh, other than like con- controlled venting to help stop a complaint habit? Absolutely. Like any other habit, it takes about 21 days to change. This has been proven over and over and over again. And a fascinating experiment that actually turned into a worldwide phenomenon was the Complaint Free World campaign started by Reverend Will Bowen. And the idea was to go 21 days without complaining. You'd be surprised at how difficult that could be. I I could already imagine that would be really hard. What what you would do is you get a rubber a rubber bracelet, or frankly, you can get a rubber band. Doesn't make any difference. Sure. Which you wear on, let's say, your right wrist. Okay. And as soon as you find yourself complaining, you switch it to your left wrist. The idea was to go twenty one days without switching the bracelet, mm. and it took some people over a year to be able to do that. It's not easy, but it was, and it remains a very effective campaign. So, frankly, you can use this technique to stop any bad habit or any habit that you have that you don't like is try to go 21 days without having to change that rubber band or that, you know, band from one wrist to the other. Now, when you, uh, so, uh, habit forming after 21 days, I mean, that doesn't mean that you're never going to complain again. That just means you're going to, uh, stop yourself from like, think a little bit before you do a complaint. Is that what happens? Yeah, and you know what I think that the 21-day thing really does is it's the amount of time it takes to literally raise your consciousness. I don't mean that in some woo-woo way. Sure. I mean that in terms of that you start recognizing the choice. Yeah. I have a choice here. I can, I can you know, vent a little bit to my spouse. Oh, God, bosses drive me crazy. And I can stop then. I can go, oh, well, you know what? I really don't need to go more into that. Yeah, that, that's what those twenty-one days do. Is they they make you mindful, if you will. Mm. You you stop you stop functioning on an automatic. And I think one of the things that's glorious about growing up, <laughs> if if one manages that, which you know we sort of do and sort of don't, yeah. is to become conscious of what you're doing, not necessarily cut it out, but mm-hmm. have be at choice, if you will. And that twenty-one day seems to be how long it takes for us to quit the knee jerk and make a choice. You want to complain, go for it, but at least know what you're doing. Yeah. And, and I like that aspect of it too, because as we know, like the freedom to choose is really where the power comes from. Because when we're just reacting, I mean, you're just, you're just a victim to whatever (laughs) you have, your, your habits have been. So that is absolutely correct. Um, Okay. So um, that's for you if you are the complainer. So what if it's your spouse that's doing all the grumbling around the house? That's a little tougher nut to crack. You can't exactly force your spouse to wear a bracelet. I mean, obviously you're going to have them listen. Yeah. I mean, obviously you're going to have them listen to this episode, but beyond, of course, but beyond that, what can we have them do? Well, we're back to our, one of our favorite hitched mag things, which is communication. Right. Yep. So it's a conversation that says, Something gentle along the lines of, you know, I notice that you're, 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 you're complaining a lot. Um, what's this about for you? And listen, just listen, and then make it a we 
problem, not a you problem, because we does not point fingers, right? So it's, you know, how can we, how can we work on, on this together? And your spouse probably isn't even aware of it and certainly not aware of the impact, not just on, on you, but on their own brain and, and other systems. So, you know, maybe they say something like, uh, well, it, it just makes me feel better to get it out. Okay, great. Then you can start, I can give you some ideas if you want. You say to your spouse, well, you know, I found that, that blogging works for me because I don't care if anybody ever reads it or not. It just feels better, you know, and, you know, yelling at other drivers in the car seems to do it for me as long as I keep <laughs> my windows up and don't make hand gestures while I'm at it. In other words, you can start to work together on it like you do anything else, which is here's some thoughts. Here's what's worked for me. Yeah, you want to try it? I mean, and it, be gentle, be gentle, because low-level grousing is just sort of a, a part of who we are until we're willing to let it go. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then and, you could start low-level appreciating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could would one of the ways to go about this be uh, something along the lines of, you know, I was listening to this great podcast on Hitched, and they mentioned this uh, 21 day, no complaining challenge. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I feel like I complain more than I should, uh, mm-hmm. or could, and I was going to do this challenge. Would you be interested in doing it with me? Absolutely. Absolutely. Steve, that is, you know, that is couples at their best when we, when we choose to engage in challenges like that together. And really to me, the flip side, because uh, appreciation is totally my bag is the flip side is start low level appreciating. Like, like instead of grousing is notice all the fun little good enjoyable stuff because i guarantee when you stop doing the complaining route you can start to notice all sorts of sort of little almost insignificant but fun things to appreciate like somebody's smile or you know a kid ran by and they seemed so happy or you know guess what that lane of traffic did open up and you know your boss may be a a uh, expletive deleted, but you know that coworker lent you a hand. In other words, you will start to find as you drop the complaining that there's all sorts of stuff going on, low level, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff going on throughout your entire day that's worth appreciating, and you can just flip it over. Yeah, which is good too because um, you know the complaining that we've been talking about is that low level stuff as well. Yeah. So finding those yeah. low level points of appreciation yeah. are, you know, equal on the opposite side. Absolutely. And they're as simple as, gee, that hamburger really was good. Yeah. It's just that little stuff. But what it's doing for you, it's lowering your stress level. It's upping your immune system. It's cl- allowing your brain to function the way your brain is supposed to function. And overall, it contributes to a greater level of happiness for yourself and for your self and your spouse, for your marriage. So uh, uh, one, I, I know uh, we're about done here, um, but so let I want to go back to this hamburger analogy really quick. So if you, <laughs> my brain always just goes to food. I can't help it. Um, so uh, you have this hamburger and you notice mm-hmm. the lettuce is soggy, but the meat tastes great. Now, mm-hmm. mentally in your brain, you, it, I mean, it's hard to, to parse those two thoughts. Um, so. Like you, you not really. I mean, you can have those two thoughts, but I guess my my question is this: um, I'm gonna have, I'm like, there. You can't give me a burger with like a soggy lettuce where I'm not gonna notice it. 
Um, is of it, course you're going to notice is, it. Is it um, that I don't focus on it, which continues to keep my brain open and the blood flowing? Um, because having that thought and, and saying that, I mean, is there an, an extra level of involvement that like shuts down the, the blood flow, flow in the brain? Yes, and it's when you put the emotion on it. Okay. In other words, if you just factually notice, oh, soggy lettuce. Yeah. Nothing's nothing nothing bad's happening internally because you're not you're not putting any emotion it's the emotional charge that makes the difference. So you're not it's emotionally you go, invested in it. Exactly. But yeah. when you go and we do this all the time, this lettuce is yucky. Damn it, I shouldn't have chosen the hamburger or I what what am I doing buying off this food truck? I I should know better. Do you see where now I've got emotion kicked in? Yeah. Whereas if I go Factually, oh, you know, wilted lettuce. Oh, gee, the meat's kind of nice. Oh, yeah. they put a nice seasoning in here. Huh. I like that. Now there's now I'm pumping the emotion in the opposite direction. Got it. So that is always a choice. You can't help the thought. The thoughts spring in our brains unbidden, if you will. But you can absolutely choose to focus on that thought and amp it or not to. And in the process to create emotion around that thought or just dismiss it. Mm -hmm. So this, I mean, this really plays back into that uh, 21 days of habit forming because, you know, the first on day one, you're probably just going to be like, those people are incompetent and I can't believe they would give me this wilted lettuce. Um, But by day 22, you're, you're thinking, man, this is a tasty burger. Yeah. And by 22, you're going, eh, wilted lettuce, who cares? Yeah. Handle (laughs) handle it like Spock since we're, Star there Trek you go. Right now. Um, <laughs> um, well, this is fascinating, um, as always, and I love I love just the science and the and the and the the brain info that you bring to all these topics and conversations because it's such a uh, a new um, science that we're getting into where we're actually able yes. to like measure all this stuff where we haven't been able before, and it's been these like lofty ideas, and now we can see that some of these things in fact are happening to us absolutely and that we have much more control over it than we ever realized yes and i'm i'm you know one of the most um interesting things to me is like how malleable the brain is and how we can change and we're not stuck with what we were born with that's what i find exciting because that makes all of what we're doing right now um more important because you know you don't have to be a complainer the rest of your life Nope, you do not. <laughs> 21 days, people. And your marriage will thank you. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody out there does this 21-day um, complaint-free challenge, let us know. Let us know how it's going for you. Let us know if you completed it, uh, how you felt afterwards, if your spouse had anything to say about it, if you did it with your spouse. Totally interested in all this stuff. Um, so let us know. We would, uh, And if you want to share your story, we, we'll help uh, let other people know as well. So. Uh, Noel, that's going to do it for us this week. So thank you so much. This was a really great and interesting conversation. Thank you, Steve. Um, and before you guys go, I want to remind you, you have been listening to Dr. Noel Nelson, who is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of nine best-selling books. Her two most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Uh, she also has a new Kindle ebook out uh, for the business-minded out there. It is Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy. Uh, if you like that brain stuff and all the, the studies and the and the science behind why people act the way they do. Uh, This book has a lot of um, 
really hard information in it to back up how making your employees will make you more money, which I always appreciate, so check that out. Um, you can get all this information at her website, Dr. Uh, I'm sorry, it's uh, noellenelson.com. Uh, you can get more information at her, um, or I'm sorry, you can follow her on Twitter at Dr. Noel Nelson. Uh, if, if you forget all this stuff because I've uh, <laughs> messed up URLs and Twitter handles, uh, you can find it on Hitched. Uh, that is hitchedmag.com. I am on Twitter at Hitch Media. Um, I wanted to bring up the, so there's been a lot of news lately about this, uh, this little blogging platform that could called Tumblr, um, except that it's been around for a really long time, and we are there. Hitched has been there for a while now, um, but everybody, because it's in the news, is just purchased by Yahoo, are just now discovering it, so I'm really happy and excited about that. Uh, so um, check us out. Follow us on Tumblr. We, uh, you can just do a quick search for it. Uh, we share some interesting things on there that we don't share on all the other social networks. So if you're like, well, I follow them on Facebook, it's all good. We do something different on Tumblr, so check it out. Um, and of course, Google Plus is doing some exciting new things, and I mentioned Facebook. So I think that would be enough marriage information for you for this week. So one last time, thank you so much, Noel. Thank you, Steve. Okay, that's going to do it. Take care, everybody. Tonight. The world is ours tonight.